This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Welcome to Shepherding Our Hearts with Addie and Tina Shepherd. Today, we are back to an evil woman. Evil. Evil. And we picked one that's not super uncomfortable this time. I mean, it kind of is in a different way. I think it's a lot less uncomfortable, personally. Oh. I'd, I'd pick this person to talk about any day. Okay. Well, here we are. Here we are. This is the Witch of Endor. See, it's kind of creepy. It's like, it's very Lord of the Rings-esque. It is. And just the fact that, like, there were actually, I mean, there still are witches in the world today. Yeah, like, people say. who practice witchcraft. But here, like, this woman actually had some spiritual ability to conjure up. She had a demon. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and, and there's multiple examples of people in the Bible having demons that give them the spirit of, like, divination, you know? Yes. Like, that one girl who they cast the spirit out, and then the people were mad. Which, exactly. And so if we understand that, like, the people who practice witchcraft today... Are just wacky. Are, it's not the same situation, right? Because, like demon possession was allowed for a time to prove and be a proof for the power of God. So, like, that time has passed, and so those people today who practice it, not the same situation, but anyway, it's a little creepy to me. It's not great. It's not great. So, we're going to do some reading. All right. So First Samuel. 28. Chapter 28. 28. I told mom that today. And she looked it up, and she goes, 26? Because that's not right. And I was like, no, 28. And she goes to chapter 8, and um, was like, that's still wrong. <laughs> to be fair, when I said 26, I'm pretty sure she just said no, 8, meaning 28. No, I distinctly remember saying 28. Okay, well, I just didn't hear the 20 <laughs> part, so I just went to 8. And I'm like, that is where, like, Saul is just becoming the king. So, like, that's not right. So anyway, it was fine. We'll we found it. But, but it is twenty-eight, and we're gonna how oh, we're gonna read verses. But stop making fun of me. I like kicked the chair really hard. Uh, remember when we sat on the floor because of me? Yeah, we might have to go. We're back, back to, that. to a table, so watch out. We've been on the floor for a long time, but we happen to have the house to ourselves tonight. So it's true. Yeah, we decided to do this at the dining room table. Dangerous dining room table. Anyways, uh, we're going to read First Samuel 28, verses 5 through 14. Yes. I thought so. I didn't want to mess that up, though. Um, so let's read. And when Saul saw the host of the Philistines, he was afraid, and his heart greatly trembled. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. Then said Saul unto his servants, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, that I may go into her, go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. And Saul disguised himself, and he put on other raiment, and he went, and two men with him, and they came to the woman by night. And he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit, and bring me him up whom I shall name unto thee. And the woman said unto him, Behold, thou knowest what Saul hath done. How he have cut off those spirit, cut the, cut off those that have familiar spirits, and the wizards out of the land. Wherefore then layest thou a snare for my life to cause me to die? 
And Saul sware to her by the Lord, saying, As the Lord liveth, thou shalt no, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. Then said the woman, Whom shall I bring up to thee? And he said, Bring me up, Samuel. And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice. And the woman spake unto Saul, saying, What hast thou deceived me? For thou art Saul. And the king said unto her, Be not afraid, for what sawest thou? And the woman said unto Saul, I saw God descending out of the earth. And he said unto her, Of what form is he of? And she said, An old man cometh up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel, and he stooped with his face to the ground and bowed himself. Okay, so we're just going to stop there because we're really focusing on her um, at this time. Um, and not Saul and the things that he was doing or what it was that Samuel had said to him through her. Um, but basically, the thought being, she was trying to give answers to people outside of God. Not a good idea. And so that's really the lesson that we can focus on today is there are a lot of people in this world who are seeking answers but they don't want to look to the Bible, to the Bible or what God because has it's to hard. say about it. Yeah. It's not always necessarily the easiest answer to follow. And once you know, then you have an obligation to follow it. And you know that. That's true. And in this case, I mean, like going to Saul for just a second, uh, Samuel, who had been the prophet that was sort of advising him throughout his uh, kingship had died. And so that's why he tries to have her, like, summon him because he was about to go into battle and didn't know what to do without Samuel. But kind of going about it the wrong way. Okay, let's have some trust in God. But I think that we see because Saul had lost all of the ability to receive information from God because he kept ignoring it. And so... Like, that spirit was removed from Saul because um, over and over again, he did not obey God, even when Samuel did tell him what to do, and he kept just ignoring that thing. And so, whatever it was, and it says um, that he had lost, um, oh, where did it go? Sorry, I lost it. That's okay, it happens. Oh, Saul, inquired of the Lord. Oh, uh, yeah, and he, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. So yeah, like all of these ways that he used to get information from God about what to do next. God was giving him the silent treatment. Pretty much. He's like, You're not, you don't listen to me. I'm not going to answer you anymore. You are on your own. So fortunately, God doesn't do that for us today. So he also because, doesn't speak directly. To yeah. Us. So we have, um, in second Peter one, three, it tells us that we have all things that pertain to life and godliness. So God has given us all of those things now. So we don't need any outside help besides what the Bible offers. Right. So if you feel like God is not speaking to you, try picking up the Bible. Cause I'm assuming if you feel like that, you haven't tried that part yet. So, just a thought. Well, and I feel like, too, I think a lot of people do pick up the Bible, but pick it up kind of with the wrong intent and the wrong attitude, right? You should never pick up the Bible knowing what you want to hear. Or to prove yourself right. Mm -hmm. Or to, you know, any of those things. We need to pick it up with an open heart and open mind. Ready and willing to learn. And with prayer. 
you have to take the Bible and take what it means the way it means it, and you have to be willing to accept that it means that. Gotta swallow your pride here. Which is not easy to do. We like our pride, but we know that the Bible tells us that if we're seeking after wisdom, God is going to give us wisdom. Not miraculously, but through the study of his word. So, you know, we need to pray for these things and we need to come to God and his word with an open heart and an open mind. We know too that John 17, 17 tells us that his word is truth. I'm going to turn there and read it because I teach you to it. Do it. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. That's right. So we know that we can have the truth if we just seek after God's word for all things. It really does tell us how to live our life in all ways. It does. It's, I mean, that's the whole uh, idea of it, isn't it? And I think that we sometimes forget that and we feel like the Bible is just something that should be just kept at church, right? So it's not, it's not, it really, and even in the old, um, Testament, if you look at the old law, the old covenant, um, so many of their laws really dealt with the day-to-day things of life, like how to interact with your neighbors and how to, um, conduct business. What happens if somebody steals your ox? Exactly. Or accidentally runs over your servant, (laughs) like all of these things it's all there (laughs) and and under the new testament does it have all of that stuff it does not oh because you're (laughs) supposed to use some logic here and it just tells us general terms right to love your neighbor as yourself that means in the golden rule too if you don't want something done to you don't do it to others pretty simple so it's true but that does then cover everything just like it tells us that Jesus was tempted in all ways, even as we are, that doesn't mean that he was tempted with every single, like, kind of, like, he wasn't invited to, you know, go out dancing, maybe, per se, with friends or whatever, but was he tempted with things that were the lust of the flesh? Yes, he was. So, he was tempted in all ways, and we have answers for how he dealt with those things. Yeah. And so we can... Which just helps us get out of temptation. Yes, so all the things that we deal with, they're right there. There's always answers in God's Word. But we can't look outside of God's Word because that's when you lose the answer. That's when it leaves. Don't go looking for dead spirits. The dead are not going to help you. We're told that in the story of the rich man and Lazarus. That's right. That's not really the point of that story, but, I mean, you can glean that from it. Yes. Yeah. It's not coming from dead people. It's co- it's going to come from the Bible and going to come from God. So just stick to that because we know it works. We know that God's plan is better than our plans. His answers are better than ours. He sees big picture. We see little picture. So. And I think, like, even going back to Adam and Eve, when Eve is tempted... The way that Satan got her was to make her think that she knew better than God. 
You don't. Spoiler alert. Yeah. And so, and we so often do that. Like, we're like, okay, well, I know the Bible says I should do this, but it just seems like if I do it this way, then that will work too. No. Spoiler alert. It doesn't. And I promise you, it's always going to work out better if you follow God's plan. Is it going to be easier? Absolutely not. Are people going to like it? Absolutely not. But that's what you're supposed to do. And in the end, it's going to work out better. All things work together for good for, to them who love God. That's right. I think I quoted that verse last week, too. I don't remember where it's at already, though. <laughs> Let me find But I think that that's so important is the idea that I think sometimes as you, you think that becoming a Christian, like life is going to be easy and good all the time, and you're just going to be joyful and happy, and you should find joy, but it's going to be a difficult path because when you do things God's way, then instead of running from challenges, you're going to Run face them. into challenges. You are. You're going to face them head on. And you're just going to have to stand there, stand your ground based on God's word, um, putting away your own pride and following his plan. And it's going to stink. It's going to be hard. But in the end, it's going to be better. Did That's you find Romans the verse? 8, 28. Okay. I'll remember it when I quote it next week. Will you though? That's okay. If you don't. Romans I'm going to get 8, it. 28. You are going to get it. You're gonna, That's your memory work for this week. So... Memorize that. I have it basically memorized. I just can't remember the verse. That's why I'm so bad at. You know, I can do, I can memorize scripture really easily. I know all kinds of verses. I don't know where any of them are. I'm like, I think it's around here. If I have my Bible, right to it. Do I actually know the book, chapter, verse? Probably not. Yeah, the other day I quoted, um, I quoted Romans 12, 1 and 2. But definitely said Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Why? I don't know. You know what? I but knew it was, what she meant. It was hours later, like two to three hours later. And I was sitting there. It was a Sunday evening. And we're sitting there during worship. And I was like, wait a minute. I said Hebrews. I meant Romans. Like, why would I mess that up? And I was a little embarrassed that I had said that. So then I had to come back to the people I was talking to later and be like, okay, when I said that earlier, I know now that I said Hebrews totally meant Romans. And the funny thing is, they both like it was new. It was, uh, it was me and Keith. Yeah. yeah, and they both knew that I meant Romans, and well, so they didn't even bat an eye when I said here's Hebrews. Here's the thing: is I didn't even realize you said Hebrews because you said it's like Hebrews twelve one and two. You know, be not conformed to this world. And I was like, yeah, that's what that says. <laughs> of course. I know, I, and if, if, if she had asked what verse she had just said, I would have been like Romans 12, 1 and 2. Because I know the verses. She knows the verses. But, you know, it just, it happened. I just think it's funny that like hours later, I'm like, wait a minute. I said Hebrews. Why did I say Hebrews? So, I don't know. Sometimes I, your brain does silly uh, things. Yeah. It's okay, you know, because we all knew. We all could have turned to Romans we all would have turned straight to Romans if you had asked for that verse. That's so good. And I probably would have caught myself in if we had gone back to it, but I just was like... Just... It was just in passing, and you had the right chapter and verse, just the wrong book. And I don't think I don't think either of us even like registered that you said the wrong book. I know I didn't. Well, that's good. You probably didn't either. Anyway, we apologize if we accidentally say the wrong book sometimes. We try not to. We try to catch it. We do try. And that's why there's two of us, but clearly it doesn't matter all the time. 
because sometimes sometimes Addie and I just read each other's minds and we kind of know like what we're talking about. And I know even, what she's about to say. Even if the words don't come out right, like she'll get it and understand. So hopefully y'all at home can kind of pick up on the same thing. Just so read our minds, okay? No, stop. Read your Bible. I meant read our minds. Oh, about the Bible yeah. study that we're yeah Yeah, teaching. like when if we say the wrong verse... Whatever. I was kind of circling back to the Witch of Endor and how like she was reading the spirits and I get it. I thought you were like you said the wrong thing and I was like, Did I didn't think so. (laughs) I I I was trying to be a play on words and being like they went to the witch to like get the mind of God through Samuel who was dead, like all of this stuff. You do need to read your Bible. Don't go to witches. They don't know nothing. (laughs) They don't know nothing. And witchcraft itself is a sin, called out in Galatians chapter 5 with the whole list of sins. And even, what, are you laughing at me? You can finish your thought and then I'll tell them. Okay, in 1 Samuel 15, it's one of my favorite lessons to teach. And I taught it over and over and over when my kids were little. When King Saul was like not obeying God. And he, Wait, which time? The, the Amalekites, when he was supposed to no, utterly destroy them all. Oh, you know which one I'm going to. Oh, yeah, it's your favorite. You love it. It is, because he's like, oh, I did obey. I obey God. And Samuel's like... But you didn't. No. Like, why do I hear the bleeding of the sheep? Like, like, I hear the animals that you did not kill. And he's like, no, no, I did. I obeyed. I did exactly what God said. Like, no. Like, they are still alive. Why is the king here, too? <laughs> And so, as he's going through, then Samuel is telling him that, like, no, he didn't actually obey. And then compares his disobedience to, or his rebellion there to witchcraft. And so, he's saying, what you're doing is just as bad as witchcraft. So, and then what does Saul go to and look to when Samuel dies? Witchcraft. Witchcraft. (laughs) He learned nothing. He learned nothing. I feel like he's like the equivalent of a two-year-old, which is terrible to say of the king of Israel, but sometimes that's really the vibe I get, you know? I can't get a two-year-old. Sometimes that's how it goes. I think sometimes we can look at the Israelites and see the same thing, because they're like, they just get told over and over, like, don't do that. Okay, we won't do that. And then they go right back to it, and then they're like, no, don't do that. Okay, we won't do that. And then right back to it. You know, and then like, what happened, Miss Addie? <laughs> that's, what, that's what my two-year-old says to me all the time. You shouldn't stand on the chair. <laughs> you might fall and hurt your head. And then what happened, Miss Addie? And then he'll be hurt. And then what would you say, Miss Addie? Can you sit down in the chair, and then I'll tell you what I'd say. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's the level that they were on and I think I think that King Saul after all of that would have been like standing right back up on this chair and then what happened (laughs) exactly like we predicted you're gonna fall so difference is my two year old's cuter and is also too. how do I know because he's not a grown man acting like this oh I was like I mean, they said, actually, he, he might have been a nice-looking king. That's very fair. But anybody who's acting like a two-year-old but is also... A grown man. A grown man <laughs> old enough to rule a country is instantly not as cute as a two-year-old. That's fair. That's fair. I feel like we've kind of, you know, wrapped up all we can about the witch. <laughs> not only have we wrapped it up, we've been 
created a new present and wrapped that one up too. So, because I feel like we ended up talking about King Saul a lot. Well, I mean, he's kind of a part of the story, and he wasn't a great part of the story, so we can still focus on his heart. He didn't have a trusting heart. And neither did this witch, who was like, I'll give you answers. I just think it's funny that she was like, ooh, you know what Saul said about the witches. Like, we are not allowed to do this kind of thing, so. If you know that, don't do it. If you know something's wrong, now do it, okay? There you go. That's her heart. And then she was like, Samuel's like, that is Saul. And she's like, wait, what? How did she not know? Because he covered himself. He was incognito. (gasps) So I guess she didn't know. I'm like, but you would think, because I was thinking as we were preparing this lesson, I was like, but if she could do all this, like, why would she not, like, just know? Personally... Uh, no, personally, I'm a rule follower, and I wouldn't have still been practicing witchcraft anyway. So, there's not much personally I can add into this. <laughs> You're like, personally, I would never have done this. Personally, Same. I think this was a bad idea. From Same. the get-go. I am a rule follower at heart, so I, I know where I get it from. would not do that. I know. You, you know what? And you shouldn't do it either. Follow the rules. The rules come from God's word. Yeah. If you, That's it. Yeah. Being a rule follower is cool if you follow God's rules. That's right, and that's all the place you need to live. I think I feel like I keep saying random things are cool in this podcast, like being a housewife is cool, and then <laughs> being a rule follower is cool. Being a two-year-old is cool, but acting like a two-year-old not cool. Not it's cool. only cool if you are two. Don't revert back there. It's not cool. Nobody wants a grown man that's a two-year-old at heart. Absolutely nobody. Or a grown woman who's a two-year-old at heart. We literally only want two-year-olds that are two-year-olds at heart. Quite possibly children who are a year and 11 months. Also acceptable. acceptable. But that's it. That's it. That's it. (laughs) You just put on sunglasses. (laughs) Do we say thank you? Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.